Welcome to podcast number 171 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is entitled, Learn to Wait on Your Dream. We have been in a series on the meaning of dreams and why we dream and what purpose is and how we can receive those dreams. We've talked about to never give up on our dreams and to never say never to your dreams. My previous podcast was entitled, How to Build a Foundation for Our Dream. And then prior to that, I did one entitled, Avoid Roadblocks to Our Dreams. So if you're new to this podcast, you can go back and listen to these. As you've tuned into this one, you can go back and receive all the rest of the series on dreams. And we're going to be continuing on this series for quite a while because I believe the Lord has given me a many topics and many areas that we need to discuss so that people can once again see their dreams fulfilled in their life. I'm not talking about the type of dream that you have when you go to sleep, but I'll be addressing that in future podcasts. I'm just talking about the dreams that we get in our heart that sometimes they start when we're young, sometimes they don't happen until later on in life. But these are dreams I believe that God gives us, and He doesn't give them to us so that we can be frustrated and upset about not getting them accomplished. He gives them to us so that we'll have a purpose and a hope, and He has shown to us a great purpose and reason to be Christians and to be followers of Jesus Christ. So with that, let's pray and ask for the Lord's anointing and blessing on this podcast today. Heavenly Father, once again I come to you and ask that the Holy Spirit would move in a very special way. I submit all my time and all my effort and all my notes to the Holy Spirit and ask for your divine intervention and that you would direct my thoughts, my comments, that you would even help us as we go through the scriptures today, Lord. And as we read them, that you would bring new revelation and new thoughts to mind that would help those who are listening in today. And I lift up all of those who have tuned in today that they would be blessed, that they, I'm sure, are seeking their dreams or want to understand why maybe they're dream has not come forth, but I believe today you're going to reveal to them and to all of us what your word has to say and how we can expect our dreams to take place. So Lord, as we move forward, I ask your divines in your direction, your anointing would come down and makes this a very special podcast. And I'll be careful now to give you all the praise for it. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. During this series, the Lord gave me, I believe, a very wonderful quote that I want to repeat to you right now, and I've used it throughout this podcast, and this is how I feel about what a dream is. Our future will be determined by the dreams birthed by God in our life. You think about that. Dreams are important. God talks about us having dreams. And the Word of God has so much instructions and so much revelation on dealing with the topic of dreams. So we're going to be covering as many of them as we can, and we'll continue on this series until the Holy Spirit tells me it's time to move on to something else. But today, I believe we're going to be blessed as we talk about the subject of learn to wait on your dream. You know, you can receive this podcast in two ways. Be thankful that God wants us to depend on Him by waiting patiently for His wisdom, His guidance, and His direction. Or you can become impatient and try to accomplish your dream without God. I guess it's our choice. It's your choice. We have to choose whether we're going to wait on the Lord or whether we're going to just jump in head first and do what we think is right. So I would encourage you to receive this message and to understand what it means to and how it is to learn to wait on your dream. Because God brought the dream into your life, he's going to help us get through it, but we're going to have to have some patience. Now, why do we need to wait on a dream? Well, let me give you this. There are so many answers to that question. Really, there's so many, many reasons why we need to wait on our dream. It may not be the right time. It may not be God's timing. It could be God has something better planned for us. It could be that God has a breakthrough right around the corner for whatever you're going through right now, and that might change your dream or modify the dream. There's so many things, but we're going to try and deal with 
several reasons why we should wait on our dream. Maybe even more than that. Well, because God's word tells us to wait, that's a good reason. It also tells us to wait on him for everything that we need. Another reason that we should wait is because we are not prepared, maybe spiritually, to receive it. It also could be because we don't know the correct time for us in that dream. In my own personal experiences, there were times when I was not ready for financial blessing because I was not spiritually mature enough to know how to handle it. There were other times when I was thought I was ready to build a new building or expand our church facilities or switch careers, and thankfully, it didn't happen, and God helped us get direction and vision and wisdom to know which direction he wanted us to go in our life. Let's go back a ways when it talks about dreams. I'm going to go back to when I was a child. You see, as a child and even later in life, I struggled with patience. It's not certainly one of my strong points. It's better today than it's been, but I can tell you there were many, many times in my life as a child and as a young man, as an aggressive guy working for a bank and owning a real estate development company and doing things that require a a lot of aggression, not, not active mean aggression, but simply being aggressive. I should say, in the area of my business because I needed to move forward. You see, I always wanted things quickly, even if I had not put any effort into obtaining it. Have you ever had a dream that you wanted to have happen just like tomorrow? You obviously had a dream, I want to be in Italy, I want to spend a week in Italy, and oh, I wish I could go there tomorrow. And what if you did go there tomorrow? What if you just all of a sudden just went? The chances are the timing would be terrible. The chances are you wouldn't be prepared, you wouldn't be ready, your finances wouldn't be in order. There's a lot of reasons, but we've got to be careful that we take time to see our dreams fulfilled. Now, however, there's always a big however in this. When I became a Christian at the ripe old age of 25, I began, began honestly to understand the significance of patience and waiting on God. It's crucial and I hope that you'll receive this lesson. Like I said earlier, some of you will receive this and be thankful that God wants to bless you and wants us to depend upon him to bring it in his timing. And others may just, just cancel this right now and say, no, I got to have it now and I I don't want to know the answer to my dream right now and give up on seeking God and give up on patience before your time. Now, there were some times I would pray, Lord, give me patience. And then I would follow it up with, and give it to me now. Now think about that. Lord, give me patience and I want it now. Well, you're obviously defeating the purpose of your prayer when you want to have patience you want to have now because that shows that you don't have any patience. Now, it's it's kind of dangerous to ask for patience. A lot of people say you should never pray for patience. I kind of feel that we shouldn't pray for patience, but I like to pray for the gifts of the Spirit where patience is included in that. But to actually pray for patience, I don't particularly like to do that because if I'm wanting patience, then God may test me with things that actually find out where I am in my walk with him and my desire to have patience in my life. Sometimes praying for patience might bring a lot of trials and a lot of things that'll hold you back from accomplishing what you want to accomplish. Now, to understand the significance of patience and waiting on God, we're going to get into the scriptures and we'll get into several of those in just a moment. But I want us to understand that patience is a blessing. Matter of fact, patience is one of the gifts of the Spirit that we read about in the book of Galatians that Paul wrote in chapter 5 and verse 22. So let me just read that verse to you in the New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, well, we want that. Joy, we certainly want that. Peace, 
Certainly, that's a blessing. Patience. Sometimes people don't want patience, but we need to have it. Kindness, it says. Goodness, faithfulness. Verse 23, gentleness and self-control. There's no law against these things. So it's crucial to understand that God wants us to have patience, and he even identified it as the fruit of the Spirit that he wants to see operating in our life. So to better understand patience, let's get into the Word of God. I'll give you a couple scriptures, and I might be a little quick on the first couple and spend more time on the others, depending on how the Holy Spirit guides and directs this podcast today. In Isaiah chapter 30, and verse number 18, there's some instructions about blessing for God's people. And it says here in verse 18 in a New Living Translation, So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. So therefore, we can be blessed if we wait for God's help. So that's maybe one of the steps we need to understand is that God wants to bless us and he encourages us in his word to be patient upon him. And then again in the book of Isaiah in chapter 40 in verse 29 in the New Living Translation, we see more instructions of how God wants to help his people. God wants to help us, but we have to be patient in order to wait for his help. So in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, it says this, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. Listen to this, verse 31, but those who trust, other translations say, wait on the Lord. For those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Let's talk about that scripture just a little bit. Let's say that you have a dream. You have an idea that you want to change jobs. You want to maybe start your own business and that's your dream and you've just been praying about it and you've been asking God for direction and guidance and you're getting frustrated and you might even be getting tired over it. This might be a great scripture for you to pick up and read every single day before your day gets going and so you can have guidance and direction. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, it says, but those who wait or trust in the Lord will find new strength. So if you're running out of strength because you're running out of patience, then the Lord God is going to give you new strength. It says they will soar high on wings like eagles. That means we'll have increased strength so that we can rise above the challenges or the problems that we're having or our doubt or questions or wondering about whether our dream is going to become reality or not. They will run and not grow weary. That means we're going to continue to work and move forward and move forward, but we won't get weary. They will walk and not faint. So if we wait on the Lord and this translation says, New Living Translation says, trust. Most of them say, wait on the Lord. But if we trust our weight on the Lord, we're putting our confidence in Him. We're putting our hope in Him. We're believing that God is going to do it. And as we are waiting, God will then give us more strength to be able to handle the weight. You say, well, that that's well and good, but I've been waiting for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. Well, think about Abraham. He wanted to be the father of many nations and he was nearly 100 years old before that happened. He trusted God. He waited on God. Like I've told you in the past, I've had businesses that I wanted to open up that I knew that it needed to be opened up. It needed to be done. But I had to wait 20 to 25 years at times to embark on a new venture because I wanted to be confident and have my trust and confidence in God. I needed to wait on him. And it's interesting, the more I waited on him, the more strength he gave me, the more comfort he gave me, the more guidance he gave me. So that's the game plan. When we are waiting on God, we need to learn how to wait on our dream. Not give up on it, not throw it aside or not say, well, God doesn't care. That's never going to happen again. No, don't. We can't say things like that. We've got to trust God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and all of our soul, and then wait on Him to bring that dream to reality in our life. You know, before we move on that scripture, I was thinking about it for just a second here. It says that those who trust in the Lord will find new strength and soar like eagles and will run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. What it is, 
because there's supposed to be during our waiting period of time a lot of hope. Matter of fact, during the waiting period, there should be a lot of excitement. There should be a lot of anticipation for God's blessing, and that energy will carry us through. And I don't really, it doesn't really matter if you're going through something for five or 10 or 20 years and you're waiting on something. We need to wait on God because God's timing is always right, it's always perfect, and it'll always be the right moment for you in your life. So let's learn how to wait upon the Lord for our dreams. If we relate to the life of King David, he had to wait on God a lot. Remember, you know, he was chosen to be God's anointed person. He was picked out of a group of sons and God placed his anointing upon him. And when that took place, David had to wait for the Lord to move in his life. So King David learned patience and he had to wait for many years for things to take place. In Psalm chapter 27 and verse 14, he wrote this, David did, wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous, yes, wait for the Lord. You see, while we're waiting, we need to be patient, we need to be brave, and we need to be courageous. And if anybody knew that, David knew that. Let's think about the apostles for a while. Here they had Jesus living amongst them. Jesus was going around healing people. He was raising the dead. He was preaching at a level no man had ever heard or thought about before. Jesus was everything. And yet he talked about his kingdom. Jesus spoke about his coming kingdom. And he talked about the things that these people were excited about. And many of the apostles, they wanted it now. They wanted it right now, especially Peter. I've always thought that Peter was the one who was very anxious and always ready to move forward. He was the one that jumped up and cut the ear of the soldier off who was trying to arrest Jesus. He's the one that, that spoke to Jesus and said, how many times do I need to forgive people? And Jesus gave him instructions on that. Peter was the one who denied Christ three times when Jesus was arrested and then shortly crucified. And all this was taking place in his life. And so if there's a guy that needed instructions on patience, it had to be Peter probably more than all the other guys. So let's read what Peter had to write now after going through all this stuff, all his anxiety all of his lack of patience and all things he went through. You see, when Jesus was died and he was crucified and then resurrected, Peter stepped up and Peter preached that first message in the book of Acts to the church. And Peter started to show a change in his heart because he started to understand what trust was all about, what waiting on God was all about. And then in Second Peter, he's talking about, Peter's talking about the day of the Lord is coming. He's trying to tell people, have patience now, be, be sure and wait. <laughs> It'd be funny to be there and to have known Peter before and then hear Peter talk about about having patience. So let's read in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Listen to what he had to say about waiting and having patience and being under control for the day of the Lord is coming. That's what he's talking about. So I'm reading in the New Living Translation, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. <laughs> I'm sure at one time that was probably the way he thought. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. And then he goes on to say in verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. And so what he's saying is that we're all anticipating the day of the Lord, that Jesus is coming back and he's going to claim his kingdom and all this is going on. It's so exciting. And then Peter, who was Mr. Impatient, decided that it's best to be patient because Peter was telling them it's important that we understand that we must have patience because Jesus doesn't want any of us to be destroyed, to be hurt, to be harmed, to 
to be frustrated or in anger or upset or filled with anxiety or worry. Jesus wanted everyone to know that if they were patient, it was for their blessing. It was for their sake. So when we need to be patient, it's for our sake. It's not for God's sake. It's not for his sake. It's not for the sake of Jesus. It's not for the sake of of God the Father or the Holy Spirit. It's for our sake that we will live a peaceful, comfortable life and not be filled with all kinds of emotion and frustration. All right, let's move on. Let me just give you a, a few common reasons to be patient. We can focus better on the correct path to take when we're patient. Think about that. You want to make a decision to have a business, but you jump right into it. Now you've got your business. You didn't plan it. You didn't think about it. You didn't pray about it. You weren't focused on it. You jumped into it too quickly and weren't patient. And now you may have taken the wrong path. That's not always the case, but that happens many times. Patience assures us time to examine things, to look at things, to do what I call our due diligence. You see, when you go to buy a house or a car or get a job, there's a process called due diligence. That's a process of verifying and checking things out to be sure things are what they appear to be or that to discover things that maybe are not like you thought they were. So the due diligence is a time when we check into things before we jump into things. So patience allows us to have the time to examine those things. Time to think and time to plan and time to pray and time to get counsel and help from other people. But these are all things we need to do when we're about ready to make a decision. And that decision may be about a dream. When we have a dream, we need to have the time and have the patience to plan it out, to think about it, and make arrangements for it. Patience for our dreams puts God in control and we learn learn to wait on Him. You see, when we don't have patience, we're running it under our own mindset. And of course, we know that God's ways are greater than ours. His thoughts are greater than ours. His, his ideas are higher and greater than ours. So why should we rush off and look at a dream and say, I'm going to jump into that right now and do something that we haven't spent enough time in preparation for? Patience on our dreams keeps God in control and we want God in control. Now, I, I believe that if I was in my church service right now, I'd tell the congregation, everybody give me a good amen for that. Well, amen to that. We need to understand that God needs to be in control when we are seeking our dream to become reality. Here's another apostle we need to talk about. It's found in the book of James uh, chapter 5 and verse, I think it's verse number 8 because James is writing about a warning to rich people. He's writing a warning about people in the church. He's giving us a warning about being ready for the Lord. And then he talks about patience and endurance. And in that area where James is speaking, in James chapter 5 verse number 8 in the New Living Translation, he says these words, you too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. Verse 7, he goes on to say, listen to this, don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For look, the judge is standing at the door. Let's look at verse 10. It just seems to get better and better here. For examples of patience in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We must give great honor, he says, to those who endured suffering. You see, he talks about the prophets had great patience. The apostles had great patience. The men of God had great patience. The women of God had great patience. And those who have patience to see things come to reality, a dream become reality. They're ready. They're prepared. They know they're on track. They know God's with them. God's involved in this dream. He wants to see it take place. So here's another apostle who's basically telling us in verse 8, you too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. So it's crucial to keep patience.
patience in our walk with God as we seek our dreams. Here's another apostle. The apostle Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians in chapter four. He's, you know, he's speaking from prison. He's talking about things that set people free and he's writing about it in prison. Now, if there's ever another guy who may have had a challenge with patience, it was Paul. He spent a lot of time in prison waiting upon the Lord to help him. But he wrote this in Ephesians chapter four. I'll read a couple of verses here. Verse one, New Living Translation. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Listen to this. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. You know, there's a very important point of having patience for our dreams. Paul wanted to see the Gentile words, the world saved. He wanted the Jews to come to Jesus. He he worked so hard and literally was at the point of death many times in his life and what he was doing. What a great man of God he was, but he understood the importance of patience because he, he knew about it so much that he knew that it would cause trouble, trouble and problems with, and trials with people. So he said, he said, always be gentle and humble. Be patient with each other. When we are patient for our dream, we must be patient for others in our dream. You know, it's a dangerous thing when we have a dream and we think somebody else is supposed to be a part of that dream and we try to bring them into it and sometimes we get set, upset with them because they're not doing their part to see the dream fulfilled. That's like a partnership in a business or maybe a marriage, which is a partnership, a husband and wife getting together and being married. Many husbands and wives blame each other because their dreams didn't come to pass. It kind of reminds me of a story about my wife. When we first got married, I told her that I wanted to be a home builder. I wanted to have our own company, but that would come in time. So I went to work for a bank. I put in a lot of years, 15 years with a bank, and we were blessed with a wonderful career. And then at the end of that, I went into a real estate development business. And after that, we went to our home building business. And my wife knew that my dream was to have a home building business called Dave Friend Homes. My wife, Sharon, was very patient with me, very loving, and didn't want me. She said, I don't want you to grow up as an old man and that you had a dream to have your home building business. And someday later in life, when you're 70 or 80 years old, you'd be saying, well, you know, I always had a dream to have my own company and it never happened. She got involved with my dream, but it took patience. I didn't run out and just quit my day job, so to speak, my banking job that I had a good income in and run out and start a home building company. I had to go through due diligence process to make sure everything was ordered. My dream I knew would come, but I want to be sure God was in the middle of that dream. I want to be sure my wife was in the middle of that dream and I want to be patient with other people and I wanted to be positive. So couples out there, if your husband or wife has a dream, pray with them, be with them, share your dream with each other, but have patience with them. And the person who has the dream needs patience and the person who is with them encourages them to have their dream fulfilled needs to have patience also. Paul wrote again in the book of Romans, he wrote about patience. Just a quick verse I want to give you because we're coming kind of the end of this podcast. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 12 in the New Living Translation, he says, rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Well, that's pretty good advice, isn't it? To have patience, but to keep on praying. I've talked to people who had a dream and they would tell me, yeah, I had a dream 20 years ago or 30 years ago that I wanted this to happen or that to happen in my life, but I gave up on it. And I said, well, did you stop praying? Did you stop seeking God? Did you just throw it away and move away from it? Yeah, well, things got tough and I just gave up on it. Well, you see, we can't give up on it. We need to keep praying for it and believing God for it. I know circumstances make a great impact on our dreams when it can happen, if it'll happen. But remember this, we're taught over and over again through these apostles, these disciples, these great men and women of God who serve the Lord, who had great patience, that we need to be in prayer about it. We need to be focused about it. 
and we must never give up on our dreams. Let me kind of close this particular podcast out on a wonderful psalm written by King David. It's in Psalm 37. It's number 37 in verses 1 through, I think, 6 or 7. Let's just, why don't we kind of rejoice in this? And this is kind of a review of what we've talked about today. And it's found in this one passage of Scripture. So let me just read this to you and comment as we go through. That is Psalm 37, verses 1 through 6 or 7 in the New Living Translation. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. There's advice for our dreams. Don't worry about others. Two, for like grass, they soon will fade. Like spring flowers, they soon will wither. Therefore, you just got to remember, just don't let other people's dreams and what's happening in their lives interfere with the dreams that God has placed in yours. Verse number three, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. We've got to put our trust in God when we're thinking of our dreams and when we are trying to make sure that our dreams will come true and understand that we need to learn to wait on our dreams. Trust is patience. Patience is trust. And so that's what we need to have. And so we need to learn totally and completely to trust in God to bring those dreams to reality. Verse four, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Well, there we go. So while we're waiting, we need to delight in the Lord. While we're waiting, not after we get, not just after we get the dream answered, but while we're waiting, while we're being patient and waiting for God to fulfill our dream, we need to delight in the Lord and then he'll give us our heart's desires. Verse number five, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. More advice that David is giving us so that we can then reach out to God and he will reach out to us and he'll bring our dreams into reality. Verse six, he will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. So the justice of your cause. Remember what I talked about having a dream? Your dream must line up according to the word of God. Your dream must draw you closer to God. Your dream must bless the kingdom of God. The dream should be something that blesses the local church. And by what I mean by that is that doesn't mean just working in the local church, but attending a local church. And while you're waiting for your dream to become reality, you're working and serving in the local church. And and that is going to be a lesson that we can learn to have patience because while we're having patience, we're doing things to bless the kingdom. And that's what our dreams should do. Verse seven, be still in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes we just need to be quiet. You know, and here I am talking up a storm and I read the words, sometimes we need to be quiet. Well, sometimes we do. We need to just be still and know that he's God. And we need to be still and wait upon our dream. We must have that patience to accept that God is there working. Regardless of whether we see him or hear him or think that he's actively doing something on it, we need to have faith and trust in him. Be still in the presence of the Lord. And it says, and wait patiently for him to act. Well, that's kind of the theme of this whole podcast today is to wait patiently for him to act. And that is how we learn to wait on our dream. Not give up on it, not throw it away, not put it aside, not forget it, but have the dream, keep the dream, walk with your dream, but then wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry, it says, about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Once again, more advice about how we can learn to be patient and wait for our dreams to come to pass. I hope this has been a blessing blessing to you. We're going to continue our series and teaching on dreams. And in just a moment, I'll be giving you comment about the next upcoming podcast. Let me pray for you. Father, once again, I ask blessings upon those who've listened in. I pray that you would touch them and bring their dreams to reality, Father. Help them to have the patience that they need and learn during the patient's time to grow and walk in their desire to serve you and that their dream will serve you. I thank you, God, for those who are dreaming, those who have dreams. And if those that listened in maybe have lost 
lost their dream or given up on their dream, I pray that you would revive it in them. Bring it back to them, Father, that you would intervene in their life and help them, Father, to walk in that dream and believe in that dream and trust you, Father God, patiently to bring that dream forth. And I'll thank you for it and give you praise for it in advance. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, thank you again for listening in today. If you want to know more about quality Christian living and what we talk about and the subjects that we deal with, you can go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, there'll be a link to all the podcasts that I've done. There's now over 170 of them on my podcast list. And you can click that on and listen to any of the podcasts we've done. They've been subjects on faith, on prosperity, on getting out of debt, on generosity, and how to live a good Christian life, how to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit, how to receive the gifts of the Spirit, and just on and on. We've got many, many lessons that help us to live a quality Christian life. And in addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by just clicking on to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So we'd love you to be a part of that. Back to my, my webpage quickly. If you have an interest in my, when you pull up my webpage to look at my podcast, you'll also see a reference to a number of books that I've written on how to get out of debt, how to live a generous life, how to have great faith, and various topics that'll help you. So that should be a blessing to you. In addition to that, I want to tell you about what's coming up in our next podcast. If the Lord wills, we'll be discussing in podcast number 172 about unforgiveness, how unforgiveness delays our dream. You know, that's a big subject. That's a very powerful, important subject. And if you're struggling with unforgiveness, I really believe the Lord's given me some help for you and some direction, some guidance on how to deal with that subject. As a pastor, I would preach at least a couple of times a year dealing with the subject of unforgiveness. And when I did, it blessed a lot of people. Many people would come to me and say, you know, you're right. You're right, Pastor. I need to do something about my unforgiveness of a certain person. And they would take action and things would be healed. And others would come to me and say, you know, that's so difficult. I had such a terrible upbringing and I have unforgiveness that I just don't know will ever go away. And I would meet with them and help them and show them where God's word will help them. But when it comes to our dreams, they are a blockade. I mentioned that as one of my points. I didn't do much on the subject in that podcast because I knew I'd be doing one entirely on unforgiveness. Well, I'm looking forward to it. But let me just close this podcast out by saying these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be a good health even as your soul prospers. Now may God richly bless you and may your dreams come true. Thank you for listening in.